Your Frequency with JMB Radio, presented to you by Motivating Minds, igniting your life with inspiration, motivation, fit tips, and tools necessary to design your mind, body, and live the dream you desire. You're tuned in to JMB Radio, and this is episode 71, guys. Yes, 71 on your dial tone. I told you I'm going to have a great guest up here for our Thirsty Thursday podcast and I'm excited I'm ecstatic and I got nothing to hide I got no shame but I look up to this guy he's a mentor probably I could even say from a distance type of deal but Mr. John Hutchinson's up here from Healthy Edge Media yes the owner the CEO Healthy Edge Media please guys got it all the social stuff he's out there everywhere the magazines if you're in the Rochester area the Healthy Edge magazines they're all over the place Check that out. Wegmans, definitely. They're always sold out or free, actually. Yeah, I, even sell, yeah but. I, I always have a hard time describing, are they sold out if they're free? We ran out, I always <laughs> find myself saying. I say ran out, correct. Yeah, definitely. But the Healthy Edge mag- magazine, great tool, guys. Um, I There's so many tips and useful information in this magazine that's what I love to see that Really, even for myself, I constantly strive for more knowledge and that. And uh, it's a great tool, guys. There's not a lot of you know healthy things out there per se, right. especially in um, you know the media as far as even being true and actual and factual mm-hmm. type of material. So yeah. um, it's nice to see some somebody, especially in the Rochester area, really grabbing the ball, grabbing the bull by the horns, and taking initiative and taking action. Bottom line, and that's what we always preach over here. You know. Just don't talk about it, be about it type of deal. You want to see change, yeah. be the change, you know. Um, but I'm not going to keep on raveling it off. I'm going to hand it over for to Mr. John Hutchison. Um, I'm, I'm, the big thing that got me, I actually got introduced to you, man, probably four years ago. Yeah, I was covering a bodybuilding show, right? Well, we no, we, pla- see, and this is, but, I mean, he doesn't even yeah, remember. I don't this, remember uh, the first time. Well, I actually, my, myself, I know some of you guys are familiar with my story out there, but when I was initially trying to get in this game of, and be a personal trainer type of deal, mm-hmm. um, I was actually just trying to get a job. <laughs> I was trying to okay. get a job for a personal trainer. Did you and come to my gym? I came to your gym, sir. Oh, yes, wow. sir. This was uh, probably Whew. almost four years ago. I came to my gym. And so we're talking about 2012, 2013? Right yes, now? and I wasn't even, um, I wasn't certified then. Okay. I wasn't even certified. I was looking for an opportunity type of deal. I had a good conversation with you, but the best advice and you know, it almost it did light a little fire under me. You said in the sense, you know what, listen kid, go out there, just get certified. Even though you might not use all this stuff, right? Go get certified. Well, it matters to some people. Correct. You know? Exactly. You know, whether and and I think now that I'm remembering this conversation, I do remember that. Um you know, whether it's important to us, because we know what a certification is. You know, it's a weekend of study. It's yeah. taking a test. It's putting that information down and them giving you a card. Now, I'm not devaluing it. Correct. I, correct. I um, worked in this business for 17 years before I got my first certification. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I walked out of that. Ray Kelly, uh, who was a trainer for me uh, for the, the whole 10 years I owned the Downtown Fitness Club, uh, was also a presenter for AFA. Him and his wife, Tina. Tina was the regional manager. He uh, presented personal training certifications over the weekend. And he said to me, he caught me, it was a September weekend, and he said, listen, you need to get certified. 
you know, you've been in this business. I'd owned a gym for eight years at that point. Um, so I said, you know what? I'll come up and I'll sit in. But it, you got to let me leave when I need to leave, if I need to come. Because we used to host it. We were in the 50 Chestnut building. We'd be on the fourth floor. Uh, and I'd just hop in the elevator, go down and check on the staff, check, see whatever I needed to do. Then I'd come back. Well, I took the certification. And you know what? I learned some things. I After 17 years in the business, I learned some things. So I'm not going to diminish the importance of the certification. But that said, you and I both know the information that you accrue through experience and self-study and self-interest is far more valuable than taking a one-time test to get a piece of paper that says, hey, there's your credentials. Correct. I think exactly what you're saying. You know, looking back on that conversation, it was more for the marketing piece because, you know, as an uncertified person, you know, I spent six years working for the Rochester Athletic Club. I was a sales manager, but we presented ourselves as fitness instructors, and I did personally help a lot of people with their fitness programs. Um, we just didn't sell our time by the hour. We helped people when we could in between sales uh, functions. And um, I take pride in the fact I got a lot of people in shape. But occasionally, people would come in. I'd try to sell them a membership. And, you know, they'd give you that look. They'd say, well, what are, you, what are your credentials? What are your certifications? And I would just look it back at them and I'd say, I have none. <laughs> And then that was the that was the point, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was the, and I'll tell you, a lot of people said, okay, and it, didn't, it wasn't really because yeah. I, yeah, I kind of blew through it with a confidence game a little bit. Um, <laughs> but some people would say, you know, I would, no offense, but I'd like to have a more, uh, cert, you know, a more educated or certified yeah. person, and you know, we could agree to disagree, and they didn't buy my services, or buy my membership. So, again, looking back to that conversation. It's a tool in the toolbox of Correct. a personal trainer. You should have some foundational, uh, institutional knowledge that a, a, an accredited company says this guy or girl passes the mustard. Yeah, right. I agree. There's got to be a bottom line, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think, like you're saying, as far as what it really develops and builds behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much, but it's it's the de- dedication and discipline part of it. Where yeah. I got to get my head in the books. I got to read a little bit. I got to study. I got to get discipline here. So it is building, you know, a character or strengthening certain characteristics yeah. in you also. So, And they cover a lot of things. Some of the things that I picked up on it was the emphasis they put on, you know, they're not going to tell you how to train. You Correct. have to do a practical. Uh, I, I was AFA certified. You have to do a practical, and they give you, they say, here's a 55-year-old guy. He's got heart issues, and he teach him how to do a bench press. That was basically the practical. So they're not teaching you a lot on how to train people. But what I took away from it was the things you shouldn't do. Correct. And I think if you look out there across the spectrum of social media, the Internet, and all the personal trainers you could work with in town and in the world, um, it's not the people who, it's not what those trainers do that can be detrimental, although some of them have some crazy ideas. It's what they don't do to protect you. They don't, you know, they don't understand your limitations. They don't understand movement issues. They don't understand some of the almost medical, uh, you know, contraindications, if you will, of a movement that they're trying to teach. And that's where the danger occurs because it's it's hard to hurt yourself training if you're under control and you're under the guidance of another person. But it can happen. And that's what that certification to me really 
drove home. You know, as a guy who owned a business, who had, you know, always every day worried about liability issues, whether someone fell off a treadmill or one of my trainers hurt somebody, you know, I always had that in the front of my mind, but this kind of said, okay, here's a concise way that you approach this business. It's almost like a doctor, like the Hippocratic Oath, which is first do no harm, right? You, I think, and not to shift gears into the meat of the conversation here, but um, I think the trainers who try to get people in shape in one day are the... The 30-day fix. Yeah, well, <laughs> there, there's, I'm going to talk about my body transformation challenge, which is an eight-week program, so I don't want to well, you know, discredit that, but <laughs> I'm talking about the trainer who gets a 55-year-old woman in the door and got her going to failure on leg presses day one. Yeah. First, do no harm. These people are deconditioned. They've got the rest of their lives to get in shape. It don't have to happen today. And when you've got them doing ballistic movements that put strain on their connective tissue, their joints, their tendons and ligaments, um, their nervous system that's not prepared for that level of work, their cardiovascular system that's not prepared for that level of work, you are doing the whole profession a disservice and making us all kind of look bad in the process. So those are the guys and girls that... um, I worry about, and it, it, but it's it's not entirely their fault. Um, social media shows trainers that are hardcore, and we all want to be hard, right? Um, the Biggest Loser, mm-hmm. the television program that's been out probably ten years now. I was always a critic of that. I never liked it. Extreme Makeover never liked it. It wasn't a realistic yeah. portrayal Correct. of how you um, get healthy. It what it was was a shrunk down version, jammed into, you know, 22 minutes or an hour program, whatever it is, less commercials. Um, and it was falsely affected by scenarios of drama. Real health and fitness, I hate to say it's boring. True. Preach. It's, <laughs> it's habits repeated yeah, over day in, and day over out. and over again. Having people that are 200 pounds overweight run gassers on a treadmill is not health and fitness. But you got Jillian Michaels who became a superstar through that and known from her for her hardcore, tough as nails, take no prisoners approach to weight loss. And and I think it did the profession a big disservice. She's still out plugging treadmills. I see her plugging stuff and she's doing all right. She had a reality show. Um, You know, she's, She's an attractive person. She's got a right. look and yeah. she's got a brand, so she's always going to be relevant in our business. And she's done a lot of good things, too. Correct, right, yeah. I'm not here to criticize Jillian Michaels. I'm just saying that side of it did not do Plum. our profession any favors. Correct. Well, I think it because it becomes this stereotypical thing where nobody wants to put the work in, but they want the results immediately. Right. right. You know, like you're saying, you know, the 14-day fix, the 30-day fix, you know, 12 days to abs, you know, it's like... Yeah, <laughs> it can be done, yeah. um, but they're usually genetic freaks who were once in great shape, gained weight, and they can lose it quickly. Quickly. Um, and there's a reason all of these fixes, uh, every program, I'd say it with my program, uh, when you show a success story, you also say in the small print, results may not be typical. Results aren't typical because, I'll tell you, this is the 11th year I've done, it's the Healthy Edge Body 
uh, Transformation Challenge. We're running it exclusively through World Gym this year, although you can do it outside the gym. You can do it at home. You can do it at JMB. You can do it wherever. Um, <clears throat> but there are prime sponsors. Um, you know, we typically see if people adhere to the program. We give you a diet and we'll give you workouts. And if you do it consistently, that's the key. Mm-hmm. You can lose Great 10, pounds. 10 yeah. pounds. We call it the double-digit club. If you lose 10 pounds in eight weeks... I feel like you've accomplished something significant there. But that's realistic. Too, that's re- that's realistic. If you lost it's five pounds, off, I'll tell you, Leah Kedley, and uh, if she hears this podcast or sees this, um, you know, she, I haven't asked her permission ahead of time, but I've got pictures. I got before and after pictures from her that are stark contrast of what she looked like before to after. Her waist had a lot of extra subcutaneous body fat, that fluffy yeah. stuff. And the after picture, she looked like a different person. The symmetry totally changes, right? Well, here's the, here's the point. She lost one and a half pounds in eight weeks. She lost three inches off her waist. She she just started to reconfigure. She didn't lose Correct. weight. You know, she started kind of getting in shape. I call it getting in shape to get in shape. And that's the other thing. Set realistic expectations as a trainer. You know, if somebody hires you for a series of sessions... You don't have to get them in shape on the first session. Correct. You say, hey, listen, we're going to do these sessions, whether it be, I don't know if you sell it by the single session or by the length of time, weeks, months. Say they buy four months or four, yeah, four months of uh, training from you. You know, the first month, well, the first two weeks, I tell you to expect to be sore and tired and probably gain weight because you'll be hungrier because of the increased level of activity and you haven't modified your eating habits yet. So you're going to go stand in a refrigerator door. You're going to eat whatever <laughs> looks good. <laughs> and it's not uncommon for people who start a, a vigorous exercise program to gain weight okay. right out of the gate. So if they come in and they've maintained weight or lost weight, they're ahead of the curve. Some yeah. people are. I also believe that we all have this settling weight. You know, if you and I stopped working out entirely, we're going to have a window of about 5 to 10 pounds that we're just going to hover in. Now, you can gradually increase because your metabolism is going to slow down if you don't do anything to counteract that. So that window kind of slides, but there's this settling weight. Now, some people come in to to my eight-week challenge, and they're inordinately higher than that settling weight because they've had some stress situations, they've had some eating situations, they've had some, you know, medical situations, medicine sometimes you get on it causes you to gain weight. Um, So if they're way higher than their settling weight, well, those people are going to lose weight quickly because they're pushing the top end of the envelope of where their body just doesn't even want to carry that weight. It can't. You're causing it physical damage to keep packing on the pounds. That's when we see people that are 100 pounds overweight. And they say, I can't work out because my I've got chronic bad knees. Mm-hmm. Well, you are going to continue to have chronic bad knees. The question is, do you want to lose weight or not? Because if your knees hurting is the constant, now providing we're not damaging them. Correct. There's no Smart structural system. damage. Yeah. But a lot of people have achy chronically, uh, you know, some osteoarthritis setting right. in, and it's exacerbated by the extra weight. That pain's going to exist. Correct. You might as well endure that pain and do what it takes to lose the weight. That's my philosophy, anyway. 100%. How do you convince those people is the other 
other question, but that's where a good personal trainer comes in. Correct. It's understanding these things, articulating them in a way that people can relate to and understand, and getting them to move to action. That's what that separates the good trainers from the bad trainers. Um, and I say bad trainers, it's hard to even say there's bad trainers, yeah. but there are. Um, I would say average trainers, the great trainers from the average trainers. Um, the other thing, again, easing them into it. I want people to walk away from that first few workouts saying, I think I could do more. I would rather have them walk away feeling like that than walk away saying, man, I don't know if I can do this yeah, again. I'm done. I don't know if I don't know if I want to come back. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to move. You know, the trainers that that's a badge of courage and, and, and they don't even do it consciously. You know, the t- you think of the group exercise trainer ex- instructor or the small group training that their relationship with their followers is, I'm going to put a hurting on you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, once someone's in shape, that's okay. That's once you get into that. But you got a first timer in there who goes, I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> I, and, and the lay a workout on them that makes it hard for them to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to love it when I was 20 years old, 22 years old, just knucklehead in the gym doing calf raises. So... I couldn't even move my feet to shift my uh, standard sure. uh, <laughs> Toyota Corolla. And, but that I loved that. I lived yeah. for that. It was yeah. stupid. I mean, yeah. it, I wouldn't do that to a 40, 50-year-old woman. Yeah. And wouldn't motivate them. <laughs> that, their goals aren't consistent with what I was right. trying to do. I was trying to be a freak, yeah. right? Um, well, I think what you're saying, though, yeah. John, what's really awesome here is that, and it's totally parallel with my philosophies, is that, the, the problem, I think, a lot of times is that with, you know, again, not saying there's bad trainers, but, you know, people that are more or less, they they give this cookie-cutter approach to each and every client. Right. And, and you know what? Each of each of us are genetically gifted one, one way or another. Right. And we got limitations, right? But we got other areas where we excel in. Mm-hmm. But we all, we all have modifications that we must apply mm-hmm. for each individual. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you... I think it's your responsibility as a trainer to really um, understand what your client's goals are. Correct. And what what that means to them to achieve those goals. Um, I had a very, you know, it it was that moment of clarity experience uh, in one of my transformation challenges. I had a a young man, he's a drag performer, and we took 25 pounds off this guy in eight weeks. Wow. Had a little waist. He just had good genetics. Broad shoulders, chest was filling out, and I said to him, um, Sam Bratton's his name, his stage name is Samantha Vega, I'll give him a plug because, <laughs> or, or her, um, hardest working person in drag, uh, hands down. I know there's people that get more recognition in town, He he's really putting the work out there. But anyway, um, I said, Sam, listen, let's keep this going, you look fantastic, I mean, Let's let's add some more heavier weight training, yeah. thicken up those arms and shoulders and fill out the chest and get that six-pack abs. And he said, and remember, he held up his finger like this. Sam is, I believe, Venezuelan. He says, your goals are not my goals. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, well, you know, the first time I even listened to him, I just said, yeah, yeah that's cool, but you know what, man, we've done such a great job. Yeah. Look at you. I mean, let's get this look at the before and after pictures. Yeah. Look at this, you know. He's like, your goals are not my goals. <laughs> and I said, okay, I heard you the first time. Yeah. Um, let me try to understand this. So, well, he, his passion was drag performing. 
Drag performers don't have big coconut shoulders yeah, and no. big, thick, <laughs> cleft chests. You know, he wanted to put his falsies in and have some smoothness up there and, and fit into his dresses, yeah. which cost thousands of dollars, right? So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a unique example to give of yeah. understanding your client's goals. But that kind of, I had that moment of clarity. Like yeah. I said, it's like, yeah, you know what? He could do that. And that's what I want him to do, but that's what I want. Correct. It only matters what he wants. So, you know, he got on a little more cardio and tried to lose some of the muscle mass. And, uh, you know, he, he ebbs and he flows. And uh, Sam does what he wants. But it, it was a good lesson to me that I've shared with almost any trainer that has worked for me or with me. Um, really know what your, your customer's motivation is. Not only what they're trying to achieve, but what they hope to do with it when they get there because some people don't even know what their goals should be correct a good trainer says you know what i what i'm hearing is this is that correct and if they can't confirm it's correct sometimes that next uh statement is well you don't want to do this then what you want to do is this because now that i understand your goals we're going to do a different approach correct we're going to we're going to kind of you know i've had people that i've gotten in great shape and they go John, I just can't sustain these levels of workouts because it's so painful. I have bad feet, bad knees, bad joints, whatever. I just can't keep doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you wanted this, but I think I'm hearing you. Let's try this. And so you change your approach. You just really got to be um, you got to be open-minded and listen to your clients, listen. I think. Because that's what's going to motivate them to come when they see progress toward what they want to achieve. Correct. I think what you're saying, too, is... is I believe it's so important, like at least here at JMB Fitness, that you know the first thing we do is let's talk mm-hmm. consultation, right? I think that's the most. We're not even going to put you on the floor or anything like that. We're going to yeah. talk. We're going to chop it up. We're going to see where we meet common ground at, and let me just listen to you. Yeah. You know, build that rapport. I think it's crucial and critical. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like you're saying, it's. You, you hear something, and then you're like, okay, this is where the light needs to shine at. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, they just need that little push for and that initiative that it could because a lot of times, they're just so controlled by fear and unknown that they don't even realize, wow, there is that opportunity for me Yeah, type of deal, you know, and open that door for them as well. Yeah, And that's why I say it's, it's such a pivotal thing. What I stress is engage them mentally. Before even physically, yeah, you know, because the body follows the mind, I believe, and you know, sure. if you're not right upstairs, I think you can't be right no way type of deal. Yeah, I think you're addressing, you know, you're training the whole person, you yeah. know, and uh, I, I, I've never really um, professed to know the best way to do this business. I, I have confidence that when I'm training somebody, I'm doing what I'm doing for them is the best thing that they can for do that, right yeah. there. But you know what? You always got to be open to outside information. And again, like you said, you got to connect with people on a, on a certain level so they trust that information, right? Yes. So trust is so important. And it starts with a conversation, building rapport. And um, they got to know that you have their best interests in heart, so, at heart. So, you know, it sounds like you're doing, you, you, you're on the right track here. Um, you do Sunday shredded church, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me what that's about because I, I see it and you're, you're driving people through what, high, in, high intensity interval training. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind more of, of like a hit program, station, station format. Yeah. Um, so it's a metabolic type of workout. Yeah. So we're, we're 
dive in and dwell in a lot of cardio and strength training involvement. Um, My big thing is like, you never leave nobody behind, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we're saying, you know, there's such a broad spectrum of of personal clients that I have, but even clients that I had in general that from your 15-year-old athletic baseball player, Mm -hmm. but also to your 65-year-old type of deal that might have Parkinson's or, you know, or a back surgery or knee replacements, whatever it is, right? But you leave nobody behind. So each station always has regressions as well. So, you know, for example, if it's maybe a kettlebell deadlift, right? Mm -hmm. We're not going to have this person with a bad back, you know, moving kettlebells right now, or maybe you reduce their range of motion with a box or such. But let's put them on the floor and give them a floor So you're offering modifications for all levels of fitness. Correct. Yeah. I I love what I've seen of it. You take some videos. Um... Regardless of what your goals are, um, what I feel like you're doing there is getting people in shape. And so if you want to gain weight, put on muscle, there's value to developing your cardiovascular uh, systems in your body to be able to facilitate that. Um, Like I I think I said earlier, we get people in shape to get in shape. I like that. So, you you know, regardless of what people are doing, you bring them all together at, at church Church. They all come to the altar. <laughs> Hallelujah. They all come to the altar to Hallelujah. pray. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get an about, amen? Man, you know, that's, and, you it's, know, and it's, it's beneficial for everybody. And you're building a community. Correct. Here, and that's what it's about. Like here, what I always strive for is what I was telling people. It's about building a family type mm-hmm. of deal. You know, that even outside of me, which is awesome, that you start seeing other clients start connecting with each other and building with each other and right. creating a friendship and you know, start holding each other accountable also, you know. That, and That's a big part of it. And it is. It's huge, hey, you I know, believe. I missed you when, you know, where were you? you Correct. Know, um, and like I mentioned, I just did my radio show with my uh, friend Brian Quinn, and he has a group of people that he's been training since like 2006, 2007. Um, I sold the gym. Um, the new guy who bought it from me put it out of business. And so... These people, all my members got scattered to the winds. Oh, wow. But this group of people went over to the Harrow East and they still work out together in the mornings. And, and you know, and this going on 10 years. Wow. Um, and these are not your typical, you know, I think it's easy and I think it's, it's something that social media has a big role in. We all have this vision in our mind of what fitness is. You know, when I started in this business in the mid-90s, Bailey's kind of drove the, the imagery in the market. You know, they'd have TV ads, and it would be, well, it wasn't quite 80s with the thongs and the Jane Fonda stuff, (laughs) but it wasn't far removed from that. It was just brighter colors. A lot of, you know, neons had come to the the fold. Um, But they were all, like, sexy people, and they were all in great shape. And that's threatening and alienating to some people. So, you know, building a community where everybody's welcome, and it's a a broad... um, spectrum of different people at, yeah. uh, at the uh, at the workout at the altar so to speak <laughs> it just makes everybody feel more comfortable and you know with healthy edge and i appreciate what you said in the opening about what we're doing with healthy edge healthy edge is about making health fitness and wellness more accessible to right. everybody you know uh in the gym business i cater to the 10 to 15 percent of the population that owns a gym membership um I, I moved the needle a little bit, meaning I got a few more people to work out than normally would otherwise mm-hmm. through my programming, through my personality, through my community that we were able to build. But by and large, the people in the gym, they don't need help. 
they're there. They're yeah. motivated. Yeah, they? they're already motivated. They've, they've educated themselves. They're, they're succeeding. Mm -hmm. Jim Gaffigan, one of my favorite comedians, uh, you ever see the meme where he, uh, uh, he's the guy that does the minivan commercials, got all the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde-haired guy, kind of chubby, and he says, he goes, do you ever walk in the gym and you look around and say, what are all these people doing here? They're done already. <laughs> you know, the, the point being, yeah. why are they busting their butts to get in shape? They're already in shape. He's the guy that needs it, but yeah. he's not there. Um, you know, Healthy Edge is the platform, I feel, to make the whole community healthier. If we can help one person get a little healthier than they are, they don't have to look like the Bailey's commercials of old or the Instagram people Correct. of today. Um, we, we've got to do a better job, I think, as trainers and as fitness professionals to really... Um, make fitness and our health and wellness more accessible to those people. And you're doing that with that Sunday Shredded Church. You've got a thing. I've bro. seen the Thank seen you. the videos. You got a broad spectrum of people here. So um, if anyone's hearing this, should come to Sunday Shredded Thank Church you, at JMB bro. Fitness. Um, and I'm sure you got the uh, intro where all the I don't know 808 <laughs> Linden. I think it's 806. 806. I 806 saw the Linden thing number four. But yeah, um, I, I, I like what you're doing. I, I do. Thank and, you. Uh, I appreciate it. I that. featured you. You got a little uh, uh, plaque over there uh, to take a picture of uh, yeah, we when you were trainer of the month. And, yeah. and that's what I like to do. I want to feature people that like yourself who who are, they get it, yeah. right? They're out there. They're making. Changing lives, man. Yeah, making a difference the in the community. And a community has a health. Too, you know, there's a health oh, yeah. of the community, and that's our stated goal with Healthy Edge to make Rochester the healthiest community in America, and that takes on so many facets. Your physical well-being affects your mental well-being. Hundred percent. Your mental well-being affects your social interactions with your family, your friends, and society in general. A healthier society is more productive. It's more vibrant. It's more, you know, it's. It's more of everything. That's Everything's fun. better with exercise. It was one of my simple slogans. And I like, there's wisdom in simplicity. Everything's better with 100%. exercise. And nutrition's part of that too. But if we can get more people take just that next step, wherever they're at. Yeah. You know, you mentioned people with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. You know, for years, now I've seen in the last six months, probably four programs that popped up that do Parkinson's. Uh, specifically yeah. like boxing, rock boxing, yeah. M-Body. Um, my friend Jen Schlegel, who was a trainer at the Rack for years, they closed the Rack Parenting location. Um, she's doing her own um, Parkinson's boxing. That's thing. awesome. Well, you know what? It shows the shift in our collective mentality yeah. in our community that when you get Parkinson's, it's not it's a, not a death, death sentence, sentence where you just correct. sit on that couch over there and wait till the Grim Reaper shows up, correct. you know, and have a decline of vitality. And, you know, it's just so many things are lost when you stop moving. And now our medical professionals, as well as our fitness professionals, have done this, the research, and they see that there's benefits in keeping these people moving. So they... You know, Everybody's getting it. Yeah. You know, and then it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Trainers need to be educated. They need to have the proper tools um, to work with their clients. One area that I have never dealt with, um, and I don't feel like I'm qualified to, but I think it probably far and away is the number one threat to a healthy society is mental health issues. People in, in particular, depression issues. Very true. A lot of people, um, suffer with 
depression and depression-related uh, anxiety issues mm -hmm. and personality disorders. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And my parents are 70 years old, right? And I think there's, uh, they're the baby boomers, I'm Generation X. I think there's a too, too, um, it's a, it's an overstatement when people of our generation talk about the baby boomers. You know, a lot of mental health issues are, you know, looked at by our generation as they just, you know, these kids yeah. they suck it up. They just got to be coddled. You know, they got to have their service dogs, their anxiety dogs and cats and stuff like that. We dismiss it too easily because yeah. that's human nature. We don't want to think too much, you know. Yeah. But the more I delve into it with Healthy Edge and look at this community and have medical professionals on the radio show and feature them in the magazine, you know, we start to kind of see the correlation between mental health issues and a loss of physical health, right? Yeah. Because no one's reaching out across that that divide and saying, "Hey, we can we can help you." So, you know, I see that as a future trend and an area that I really want to be. It's it's the um, it's the cycle. It's the socio psychological impact of health on our community and it's across the the spectrum of people with you know manic depression um, well I'll tell you drug addiction is the other thing and drug addiction I think in a lot of cases again I don't I started out by saying I don't cross this line and listen to me talking about it but if someone comes to me and says I'm struggling with mental health issues it's not my job as a personal trainer to diagnose them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we're I don't want to oversimplify our approach to everything, but try harder is not the answer to someone who has a mental, mental. health issue. Get professional help. Yeah. Help get them to people that can help them. Now, the physical. I don't know. I don't know where you are on prescription medication. You know. Yeah. The. Well, it's philosophically. Funny. It's. I try to avoid it. I agree. But some people need it. Yeah, and I but I think uh it's funny you're saying this because I actually I don't want to put names out there, but I actually had a, a couple clients mm -hmm. that, you know, anxiety medication, sure. depression, and things of that nature. But I, it's like I kind of always say in the beginning, you know, with fitness in my opinion and what I strive to provide here, this is just a hub. You know, this is nothing yeah. more just a hub for a happier, healthier life with yeah. with fitness and yeah. And I believe, but I'm a firm believer because I witnessed this, not just with myself, but with others, with mm -hmm. clients, that their total life changes. Oh, yeah. You know, everything, if it's, if it's their, if there's this business, if it's mentally, if it's um, medications, like you're saying they're taking, mm -hmm. again, because it's so important as far as how are you internally, not right. just externally, but right. how are you internally getting people off of their medication per se and that. I think is is such that's the most important part I believe so right. it's like I got a client that actually I got their paperwork in front of me that were speaking that she she did lose over 30 pounds just currently it's not even it's been maybe it looks like a cholesterol uh, LDL panel yeah and I mean her numbers totally I mean, dropped yeah I mean incredibly and I think that says the most though it's like it does it does I mean and that's a big part of it and you know I always it, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, if you can get someone off heart medication, off cholesterol medication, um, high blood pressure, um, those are good things. Mental health is 
Um, you know, yeah, you know, I just see the future being fitness professionals interacting, conversing with clients, medical professionals mm -hmm. to come up with strategies because, you know, I agree 100%. If you can get somebody in the door and work on the internals, you have done a great thing for that person. But I'll tell you, mental health issues, and this is, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to guesstimate, it was not that far into my career at the uh, Rochester Athletic Club that I kind of developed this philosophy because we had a couple of trainers, and, you know, when you work in the gym all day long, it's monotonous. For the people coming in, they want you to be chipper. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. But you, you've, <laughs> saw, you've seen 1,200 people today, like, and they're 1,201. Yeah. How do you give them that authentic, you know, yeah. Joshua experience because you've done it 1,200 times? Yeah. But I had co-workers that would always, you know, it was critical. When people would come in and they hadn't been in a while, they'd say, hey, where you been? You know, hey, uh, I was going to put out a, uh, a poster for you down at the post office. You've been missing, you know. Just meant to be humorous, yeah. but really when you listen to it from the client's perspective, again, I can't remember exactly when I developed this philosophy, but it was early on. I don't engage in that, and I don't recommend trainers do engage, even if it's meant to be humorous, to criticize people for not coming to the gym and not adhering to their exercise program because you don't know if they're dealing with a mental health issue. It's well said. Mental health can be, uh, you know, uh, improved through exercise, but some people can't get out of bed. Yeah. You know, and I've I've had clients who, you know, you just really gotta you gotta think, well, what's a strategy that I can help this person. You know, I think all of us get down and get the blues once in a while, myself included. But, you know, I've always looked at my fitness regimen as the underpinning or the foundation of my routine that kind of helps me work through those things. But then I think to myself, what about the people who can't even get on a routine because they're suffering with these uh, issues? Well, then I think the medical professional becomes involved, right? And then, you know, maybe there's some medication, but... You know, I see a future where these two ends of it to treat the whole person. You know, the fitness professional hasn't been given enough credit in the overall health of a person yeah. by the medical community. Yes. It, yeah. By and large is what I feel. Well, yeah, um, and it's funny you say that because I, I got a, a few doctors that I trained, a couple doctors that yeah. I trained. And um, exactly what you're saying, though, it's 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 crazy because you, th you think of doctor and you think they just know everything, right? right. But there's doctors for multiple things. Do you things. know the average doctor, you know, across all the, um, has one course requirement in nutrition? Yeah, they have no, correct, exactly. And um, it's, it's, I work on the food link curbside market truck. Okay. You know, I uh, drive a produce truck, basically, a couple days a week. Um, I love to do it. I'll interact with the people, helping them eat healthy and all that stuff. Um, we have interns from Strong as part of their core curriculum. Yeah. They ride on the trucks with us. Wow. So I had Ben, a uh, kid from um, Scranton, Pennsylvania, doing his uh, residency up, up here. He's going to be an anesthesiologist. And we would talk about nutrition. He didn't know anything about it. Because he saw my healthy edge. I always carry a couple of these. And he said, what's this? And I said, well, I've published that magazine. And, oh, well, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? So, you know, I think, you know, doctors are good at 
what they're good at. What they do, yeah. Um, and we should give them all the respect in the world for what they do. I, I mean, I also saw profession, fitness professionals who try to discredit, you know. Yeah, and that's not cool. You know what? Okay, you Googled a couple of things and read a few articles. Yeah. That does not make you an expert as a, 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 a personal trainer to try to discredit a doctor's right. 8 to 12 years of oh. intense training. So I, I think it, respect has to go both ways. I don't oh, think you sad. should try to convince your clients that your doctor is a kook. You know? That's, there's no benefit in that. But it also should come back. And I would like to see, again, in the future, the medical profession saying, hey, well, let's bring in a fitness person. Correct. I'd like to see wellness centers that have you know, certified personal trainers on staff along with their Correct. You know, uh, you know, roster of doctors and professions that address that end of it and give people the whole spectrum. Yeah. That would be really cool. I do, too, because I think it's just too a lot of it, too. I think it's believe it's like the, basically the schooling behind it was and these, these books, per se, it's all old information, per se, I believe, a lot of it. And oh, sure. it hasn't been updated. It's just like, you know, the big thing, fascia, right? That's the bigger thing that people are putting more attention on, more sure. attention on, right? Well, I'll tell you, fascia stretching was big in the 80s when I was working out, yeah. uh, you know, trying to get as big as I could possibly get. It went away. It came back. It went up. To a degree, there's no new wisdom in the universe. Yeah. I don't mean it. Literally, because we do learn stuff, and we science is, you know, they're doing their job. Scientists and yeah. researchers are trying to figure out the next level in human performance. Um, but I do chuckle when I see things come back that I was doing years ago, years ago yeah. you know, and I was reading in Muscle Fitness. I'll tell you, say what you want about knucklehead gym guys, and it's usually guys, um, not to leave the women out of this, but um, there are guys in gyms right here in Rochester that don't have a high school education that probably know more than people that have masters in anatomy, um, physiology, um, nutrition. nutrition. Because when you become passionate about something, it becomes all that you do. Fiction. You, you, you delve into it. And the yeah. people, as long as it's not bro science and it's not, Fake news, which yeah. is all the rage these days, um, or false information, or something. You know, no knock on. I see you got some essential oils. I use those. I love them. Um, no knock on multi levels, but um, you know, as long as it's not information that's being fed through somebody who's just trying to sell a product. Correct. Um, if it if it's true knowledge, you know, and if it's it's truth, it'll stand up yeah. to the scrutiny. So. I think you can get information from a lot of different sources. I just, you know, again, Healthy Edge's goal is to make a healthy community, and I think the it's going to be a team project. Everybody's going to be working together on this. We just got to find a way to do it. Do it. You know? Well, and that's what I and that's what I think I respected the most about you. And I again, you know, I, I kind of keep my eyes on you from a distance with the whole social <laughs> thing. You are one of the people um, I do follow and keep up on on, on uh, Facebook and all that. And well, I love what you do as far as. I want to make people think. Correct. Challenge them. I, I, a little bit, you know. It, I started training, it was before I even competed myself. And one of the reasons I competed, because I think knowledge should become, you know, it's organic. You should get it through experience. So I was training people in the fitness realm to compete. Bodybuilders, figure, little bikini, but more figure. 
Um, and then all of a sudden, I noticed this. People on social media saying, my coach said this, my coach said that, yeah. my coach said this. And um, my coach, I changed coaches. And now my coach says my other coach was an idiot. Yeah. Well, here's my feeling on that. If you're going to take your physique to the level, and this is Nikita Graham on here, and she trains with uh, Joe Cristiano. Um, but I'll say this to Joe, and I'll say this to Nikita, and I'll say this, I know you train competitors. Um, I stopped doing it. Um, I think people, if you're going to do this, unless you're going to be a professional, mm -hmm. and you're going to get paid to do that, mm -hmm. if you're doing it for the experience and you know, just check it off your bucket list, you should do it yourself. I agree. I agree. To a degree. Yeah. Um, I went to Joe for posing. Mm -hmm. There's components of bodybuilding that just aren't yeah, there's easily learned. You should go to and yourself. I would put yourself in that category. Um, you've done it. You know how to do prep week. You know how to manipulate the sodium and the water. And you know how to manipulate the carbs. And you know how to deplete and fill. And There's there's biology involved here. That's my fault. No, <laughs> That was me. <laughs> Told you it's real and raw, guys. This is what we do. You yeah, know, busy man here. <laughs> <laughs> it's two thirty. I gotta get. I gotta finish up. But I'll. Yes, actually, I'm agree with you. Anyway. Hey, let me call you right back. All right, thanks. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think people should. This is a journey. Would you agree? I mean, 100%, if you want to, no, if you're, if you're gonna spend now, this this girl. She, I mean, Nikita. There she is. If we're check it out on video, I mean, she's she's genetically gifted. Yeah, she's very she was she, she was physique. born right. Yeah. She was born right, but she wanted to take her physique to the nth Another degree. Level. So to hire a professional for that, I'm all for that. But to hire a a coach and not learn anything from the journey, just completely say, Minus. "Tell me what to do." Yeah, eat chicken. Okay, a I'm going to eat the chicken. B I'm going to complain about eating chicken on social media. You know, true. Listen, understand what you're doing, why you're eating the chicken, what it's doing for you. Pardon this, anyone who's guilty of this. Shut up about it. I don't need to see that you're struggling because we're all struggling. See, what people don't realize in this, you know, um, sport, if you will, when you manipulate your body system like that, and this is kind of encapsulates what we were talking about the whole time. It's a whole. It's Package. entire, yeah, mentally, You physically. will think differently. Yeah. You will, you know, I took fat burners for one of my shows. Yeah. I literally could not focus for more than like 10 seconds at a time on a task yeah. because it messes with the wiring in your brain. Your synapses aren't firing properly yeah. and it's messing with your nervous, your central nervous system. Okay, you're depressed. Well, that's one of the that's byproducts of, of this. You are going to have a post-contest kind of letdown psychologically that's brought on by the the body systems that you manipulated in the process it goes it goes with it but if you don't learn this yourself yeah then you're saying my coach did this my coach is the best this is the thing i hate to see the most for 8 12 16 weeks my coach is the best and then for 8 12 16 weeks after, after. my coach sucks Sucked. because i gained 20 pounds well you're you're going to lose five to seven pounds of water the last God. week. It's going to come back because it's not healthy to deplete your body of that water. So it's going to come back. So there's five to seven pounds of it right there. You're going to carb deplete. Oops, I'm sorry. I kicked you there. 
um, you're going to carb deplete and they're going to naturally fill up your glycogen stores and you're going to gain five to seven pounds there. I, I made it a contest, but I'm a guy. Guys are a little different than women. Women want to look like the show poster all year round. Yeah. Um, it was a badge of honor for me how much weight I could gain after a show. I gained 20 pounds in one week after one show. That's Balkan season right there. I gained 20 pounds. <laughs> I was 173 yeah. on sh- uh, weigh in, and uh, I and one week later I was 193. Holy crap, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, well. I only did, I did put on about five after. Yeah. Well, you stay but healthy. I like to be conditioned. You guess, are, so. you're a physique competitor, and it's a different Yeah, game. it's another Bodybuilding body just really takes everything to the nth degree, and including off-season. You know, and I, it, I know, I know you've got to get out of here and stuff, but. We should do it, another episode yeah, of Bodybuilding. No, we got it. I was just about to say that, John, because <laughs> what you were talking about with coaching and all that, well, I you think. You live it. You live it. I know you've had clients come to you from other coaches. I, it's always a double-edged sword. Yeah. I was just talking to um, a friend. Who was I talking to just yesterday about this? Oh, one of the volunteers on the Food Link uh, truck that I work. She uh, she has some business experience, and she talked about getting customers that were dissatisfied with her competitor. And I said that's always a double double-edged mm-hmm. sword. Yeah, because when people came to my gym at the downtown fitness club and said World Gym sucked and they were the worst and they mistreated them, and I, you know what I did? I looked at them sideways. I go. About 50% of that problem is probably you. Probably you, correct. So, you know, I always, is this person a male content or do they have a a legitimate legitimate beef? The truth is it's probably a little bit of both. Both. But you you always got to go in with your eyes open. And if you're a coach and you get somebody who comes over and says, I hate my coach and my coach was wrong, I learned that. I took on a client that hated three or four coaches in town and couldn't even compete locally because everyone sucks. Coaches suck, the judges suck, the promoters suck. <laughs> and, you know, I, I like the girl, um, but, you know, you found out yeah. some some the truth and some lies in between. You know, what do they say? There's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth that lies someplace in between. So, Preach. you know, we should do a whole episode on that. I know you've experienced yeah. it firsthand. Yes, yes. I've seen people on yeah. social media not saying that's the worst when they don't say who it is but you know who it is who it because is. for 12 weeks they were blowing you up <laughs> yeah and, and then they don't like, yeah. do they think we're dumb yeah like, do you think that really this exists <laughs> do they think facebook exists in a vacuum yeah. that just right now is all that matters if it when it's done it goes into a black hole never to escape never it never they, exists after. They, they need some uh facebook awareness 101 counseling yeah you, probably, you could probably help with that <laughs> well uh, i wanted to, i wanted to give you i wanted to give you kudos because um some coaches delve into the back and forth yeah I'm not they'll that. send out uh cryptic messages which again aren't cryptic because they're suffering from the same lack of awareness um and they engage in a tit for tat and that doesn't serve any purpose it's nah. just you, you need to rise above it professionally and know and as i say i haven't always I've slipped a few times. (laughs) Oops. But, you know, for the most part, rise above it and know that's just, that's the profession that we're in, man. Yeah, and that's what I say. You know, don't react off of somebody else's emotions, you know. Continue to act how you want to be represented. You know, your integrity, you got to look at yourself in the mirror each and every morning. You know, and I don't want somebody else to preach. Sunday Shredded Church. (laughs) Sunday Shredded Church this Sunday. This Sunday. 806. 806 Linden Ave. Linden Ave. Be there. What time does it start? 10 o'clock. 
10 a.m. 10 a.m. We get the purging. Yeah. Preach the demons right out of there. Get all that salt you ate Friday night, <laughs> that liquor you drank Saturday night, get it all right Flush out of the system. Flush it all out the system. Yeah. Pizza night's Friday night, and I always drink a few beers on a Saturday, so you know I should probably come down and do perfect some Perfect timing right there. I'll have to pop in sometime. Yeah, pop in, yeah. bro. It'll be a pleasure i got to get in shape you. to come. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, no, you'll not have to say. Yeah, we'll dumb it See, down. See, my challenge is I'm John H. from Healthy Edge. If I walk into a work of my performance, and I'll be honest with you, I think my strength in this profession yeah. has been my ability to identify with the person who doesn't love working out. Because I don't love it. Yeah. I honestly don't. Um, I can go weeks for a time at a time and sit in front of my computer 16 hours a day and not stand up. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Now, I always tell, told people this too, and it's, I believe it to be true. If you stop working out for the first two weeks, you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. your body is, your body, well, exercise is a stress. It is. So your joints, stress. your joints are going to like it. Your uh, cardiovascular system is going to like it. And then about the third week, you know, early or maybe later, <laughs> you'll start to, kind of get this irritability this kind of feeling that you're not comfortable Something's in your skin you got right. these little prickly needles stuff. <laughs> and then if you let it go a month you'll notice that your core starts to get a little soft a little and just, you're, you're starting to you're starting to sit down in the chair a little bit and there's that's the danger zone right yeah, that's where the decision scary. has to be made because some people go eh i'll start eh, oh you tomorrow. know they put it off they tomorrow. procrastinate <laughs> or they make a plan to do it sometime in the future which never comes yeah um i I propose right here. What's the name of your podcast? JMB Radio. I propose right here on JMB Radio. Anyone in that three to four week period of time, and the holidays is a perfect time for it, that yeah. has been inactive for the last couple of weeks and started to notice what I'm talking about, call you up and get down here to Sunday Shredded Church. Hey, you hear, you hear the man, the myth right here. I mean, he's challenging you guys. Yeah, he's you got to do it. He's giving you that three-week time frame, guys. I, I know a lot of you guys out there. And you're not going to say where you've been. You're not going to be critical, no, right? You're going to welcome with let's, open arms. Let's get in here. Let's have a conversation. Let's help me help you. I say, you there know. There you go. Um, yeah, that's a great way to put it, though. That's the truth, man. Awesome. You know, it's taking initiative, um, setting fire to it, man. And, I, I again, I appreciate it. We, this guy, it's like, I can sit here and talk to this guy all day long, literally. I think, like... Well, I run my mouth too much. I know, you don't. This I Listen, I'm a sponge. I, I, I constantly say, be the... At least, this is my philosophy. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? I know there's only well, two of us right now and Muhammad Ali in the back, but... I'm the dumbest one in the room right now, and that's the way I like it because, again, well, I'm humbled. I want to absorb the knowledge, man, and it's a it's a gift to be in your presence, and um, I appreciate well, the constant knowledge. I appreciate everything you're doing. I think it's awesome that, again, I think with fitness and with this whole, these egos that people build and stuff, the separation gets drawn so much, and it's sad to see type it, of deal. It, it is a little bit. In, in Rochester, you listen, I've been... I've been doing some things in other towns, and uh, that's probably our reminder we got to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Rochester, for some reason, is a very fractured fitness community. Um, and, and if I could leave it with my final wish, yeah. is that just as you're, you're articulating, I think if we could come together in some common goal to really just get our community healthier and not worry about who gets the lion's share of the business or who gets the credit 
Although that's important. I mean, there's the yeah. business side. We can do a podcast on the business side. No, I definitely. That's we. I want. I actually had a question for you on that. Actually, John. So yeah. this is going to be good. Well, schedule me for next month, and I'll come in and we'll do a monthly I'll segment. Uh, you know what? What John H is. Hold on. So hey, world. I know you guys are listening. Some are watching us visual, but he said it. Once a month, we're going to get my man up here on these thirsty Thursdays. We're going to get some great knowledge from this guy. Again, because I'm thirsty too. Th- th- listen, water I got water drink. actually in the back. Actually, <laughs> well, listen, you, you guys got to remember, man. What I've always say that what we strive here to provide is not just fit tips, but overall tips with just a happier, healthier life and achieving dreams and goals, man. I think that's Amen. the biggest thing. I think is is designing your destiny, guys, and understand that you guys could achieve whatever you put your mind to, man. And this guy is a perfect example of that. He's and he's not satisfied yet, and that's what we strive. Again, you're never satisfied. It's it's the lion's mentality. We're we're always hungry. We're constantly striving for more. We're welcoming the challenge, and we look for the progression. You know, Amen. and this guy is a perfect breed of that. He's he's built a lot. He's continued to build. Um and. You guys heard it though. Once a month, my boy said he's coming <laughs> up here, so All right. I, I look forward to. So you get tired of me? No, I never. I predict two or three. <laughs> <laughs> never, but he does have a radio guys, a uh, radio show too. Oh yeah, plug are, me, plug me. Yeah, man. you guys are online we're on Sunday, too. We're on right? su- yep, we're on Sunday mornings on twelve eighty uh, Fox Sports Rochester. It's an AM station. Uh, then we upload it as a podcast, and we're at healthyedgemedia.com. And you click the tab that says radio, and it's got a backlog of all of our. Uh, issues, including our, yours. Ah, thank you, brother. Yes, yeah. I was up there at one point. My boy, yeah. I had the pleasure of being we'll up there. Back again, too. Um, definitely. So, so check out that guy's too. The radio. He has the magazine. Yeah, I mean, he, this guy is. He's all over the place. Honestly, everywhere. <laughs> well, we're just trying. Yeah, we got to use all the vehicles uh, available to reach people with our message, which is health, fitness, and wellness for the entire community, with the goal of making Rochester the healthiest community in America. Appreciate that. Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. (laughs) Hey, John. Thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure. Again, keep on showing my boy love. Um, We are going to have him back up here, guys. But until next time, I am out. Peace, love, and deuces. Deep down, dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who.
deep down, dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who.